Welcome, welcome, welcome to a wonderful episode of the Gospel According to Stupid. I'm Johnny Waters, and you are listening to the Gospel According to Stupid, the only podcast, as far as I know or care to research, that is reading the Bible from cover to cover. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Business in the beginning of this whole bit. The usual kind of, hey man, if you like this sort of stuff, share it with friends, family, etc., etc. If you don't have any of those, or you're like, I kind of want to keep this shit on the down low because I don't want them to know I'm listening to a podcast about the Bible that makes fun of it, kind of. Uh, you can just leave yourself a nice little review on Apple Podcasts, preferably a five stars, because that, you know, it helps people to find it. And, uh, you know, whatever. And sometimes you might see some reviews of being like, fuck this asshole, which are fun. Um, also, if you want to get in touch with me, perhaps sending off a nice little email of like, I like this thing, or fuck you, uh, you can send them off to accordingtostupid at gmail.com, as well as find me on the Twitter sphere at accordtostupid uh, on the Twitter sphere. Yay! So, more business. Uh, I'm sure I talked on here that I've been working on a movie, which is kind of exciting. Um, and since then, uh, it's been, you know, like three freaking years or so, uh, almost four, I think, it's kind of slowly coming to fruition, so long as I kind of get my ass in gear, because posting it onto, um, uh, Amazon or iTunes is in seemingly incredibly easy. Uh, I'll just need help in, uh, you know, getting it the fuck out there, which, you know, that's always the problem. Um, and so, eventually, when that happens, I will certainly put out YouTube, uh, commentary tracks and things like that, and obviously advertise it here, because, well, fuck it, you people seem to like what I do, so the more people who like the shit I do, the more people who might see the stuff that I put out there, right? And you guys are international, so it's even better. Uh, so the plan is to figure out how to put it up onto the Amazon, and then start marketing it from there, and then branch out to iTunes, and then kind of from there, it's kind of going to just sail its course of whatever happens after that. Um, potentially having some sort of premiere of some sort, if I figure out how Amazon does a release date sort of thing, so I might have a couple of months of like, ooh, shit, you know, I'll get a couple of bucks together or something like that and put it in a theater around here and so on. Or who the fuck knows, I, or maybe go crazy and try to find some indie theaters who are like, yeah, sure, for one night only, why not? That'd be pretty rad. Um, but that would mean I would have to pretty much put it up myself, but I can't imagine that'd be too terribly hard. Um, but yeah, it's probably just oversimplification. Anyway, you guys came to listen about the Bible, not about like an adaptation about a Shakespeare play, right? You wanted to see, listen to something about something much older. Um, so, we are going to start this podcast off how we usually do, uh, with who the fuck is actually listening to this, and we list off the top ten, hopefully, countries of who the hell is actually listening to, uh, the gospel according to Stupid, and we do have ten, and it looks like a lot of really cool-looking places, um, are listening to me this week, uh, or this last week, so thank you for listening. Uh, at number ten, we have the United Kingdom. At number nine, we have Egypt. At number eight, we have Indonesia. At number seven, the Russian Federation. Uh, six, Bosnia and, uh, Herzegovina. Govina. Uh, at number five, Mexico. At number four, we have Germany. At number three, India. You guys, I don't think you've been listening to me too much, so welcome. Uh, number two, Spain, and numero uno is the U.S. of A. Thank you, guys. 
And now, the more fun part. So, those who do listen, uh, you'll get your city listed off on here, because I have a thing on here that points out who the hell is listening where. Uh, or at least, who, yeah, where's listening to who, whatever, etc. Uh, and the top ten. So, if you're in one of these uh, international countries, it kind of helps to go like, hey, motherfucker, start listening to this, so that, you know, your uh, city or whatever gets read off on this, and it might be kind of cool. But, of course, you can send off an email, and I might make it a little personal, being like, Dave said, uh, etc. So, just a thought. Anyway, number 10, we have Ashburn, Virginia, United States. Most of these are US of A, since number one was USA. Uh, number nine, Richmond, Texas. Uh, number eight, Mountain View, California. You guys fell from grace a little bit. Seven, Wichita, Kansas. Uh, at number six, Angola, in, in Indiana. All right. Uh, number five, San Jose, California. What happened? Four, Munich, Germany. Number three, Meridian, Idaho. Number two, Boise, Idaho. Fuck yeah. And numero uno, Kerrville, Kerrville, Texas. So Texas, man, you, you're getting us in here, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, right, so what happened last time in Second Samuel? Um, as I recall, we did have a little bit of a uh, uh, fucking uh, Game of Thrones-esque episode where it was very much like, hey, man, like, we're killing off people who we know and kind of like, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, and each, and it seems like each of the murders that happened or the deaths that happened that were like, fuck this guy, uh, happened because, uh, or happened by, excuse me, uh, being stabbed under the, under the ribs, under the, under the fifth rib, to be precise. Um... Which I mean, I don't, I don't know how many ribs you got. Let me, let me count one, two, three, three. So it definitely in the in the belly area or like the liver somewhere. Um, regardless, it doesn't sound like a great place to be, uh, curstabified. You know, just a thought. Um, so that's where we're at. We're David's lost a couple of people, and the Philistines are very unhappy that he's flippity flopping sides. But then again, David's also very sad that people who tried to kill him are now very dead. And it was awful. Anywho, um, so we are on chapter 6 right now, and we'll see what's going to happen. So, Second Samuel, pull up your King James Bible online dot org because, because we want to read it hard and stuff. And if you're ever confused, because I am most of the time, I go to BibleHub.com, and uh, that seems to help me out quite a bit uh, with just figuring shit out. Okay? All right, let's go. Chapter 6. Again, David gathered together all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. Woo! Quite the invitation. And David arose and went with all the people that were with him from Baal, Baali of Judah to bring up from thence the ark of God, whose name is called by the name of the Lord of hosts that dwelleth, dwelleth between the cherubims. All right, so we still have the Ark of the Covenant, and we're gonna we're gonna take thirty thousand people and take it somewhere. And they set the Ark of God upon a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab, that was in Gibeah. And Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, drave the new cart. Yay! And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was at Gibeah, accompanying the Ark of God. And Ahio went before the Ark. Neat. 
And David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments made of fir wood, even on harps and on uh, psalteries and on timbrels and on cornets and on cymbals. Man, they had like a fucking band of just and just fucking rocking, man. Um, and they came to uh, Nacon's threshing floor, which I don't know how great that place sounds, but it definitely sounds like a place that God's ark shouldn't be. But maybe it was really nice, you know. Uh, Uzzah put forth his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen shook it. Ah, shit. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, because fucking, what do we tell you? Don't fucking touch it except for those fucking poles. And God smote him there for his error, and he died by the ark of God. Oops. Although he was trying to be like, oh shit, we don't want it to drop, and he grabbed the wrong fucking thing. Seems kind of shitty just to off a dude for touching the wrong thing, even though you for generations upon generations have been like, don't fucking touch the damn thing. I get it, but man, he's just trying to be a good thing. But I guess you can't leave one alive, can you? Because if you do, then someone else is going to want it, and something else is going to happen, etc., etc. Um, yeah. Somehow, the cat has entered the domain. Uh, also, welcome to the Moby Studios. So, God's pissed at Uzzah, but Uzzah dies. Uh, and David was displeased because the Lord had made a breach upon, uh, sorry, Uzzah, and called the name of the place, uh, Para Uzzah to this day. Oh, so David's like, fuck. So he was in my boat for once, going like, hey, fucker. And David was afraid of the Lord that day, fair, and said, how shall the ark of the Lord come to me? So David would not remove the ark of the Lord unto him in the city of David, but David carried it aside to the house of, uh, Obedidim, uh, the Gittite. Okay, cool. Wonder who he is. And the ark of the Lord continued in the house of Obedidim, the Gittite, three months, and the Lord blessed Obedidim and all his household. Well, I hope so. And it was told King David, saying, The Lord hath blessed the house of Obedidim, and all that pertaineth unto him, because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obedidim into the city of David with gladness. Uh, okay. And it was so, that when they were bare, that they bare the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, he sacrificed oxen and fatlings. Huh. There's a new name for you, fat-ass cat, fatling. Um, and David danced before the Lord in all his might, and David was girded with a linen ephod. Cool. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. And the ark of the Lord came to the city of David. Michal, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. Well, well fuck her. And they brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in its place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord trying to appease the big guy. Uh, because apparently he's supposed to do something with this thing. Right? And as soon as David had made an end of offering burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. Hey, all right. Sounds like a good thing. And he dwelt among all the people, even among the whole multitude of Israel, as well as to the women as men, to every one a cake of bread, and a good piece of flesh, and a flagon of wine. So all the people departed, every one to his house. So he just, you know, Peace offering, uh, burnt offering, both times. Oh, yeah. 
blessed everybody. Yay! And then he gave everybody a bit of cake of bread, a little bit of, of meat, and a, a fucking cup of wine. Every 30,000 people, men, women, and probably some kids got some too, I imagine, being like, hey, man, we're having a good time. And everybody went to bed. Uh, then David returned to bless his household, and Michal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, Fuck you. Uh, she actually said, How glorious was the king of Israel today, who uncovered himself today in the eyes of the handmaids of his servants, as one of the vain fellows shamelessly uncovereth himself. So she's jealous, it seems. Because he's just, ah! was he uncovered? Did he just like, fuck yeah, God loves me, and started just getting naked and shit around the Ark of the Covenant and just dancing around like a fucking maniac? Because I don't know if I would get that sort of reaction. But then again, if I just saw a dude who touched the Ark of the Covenant die and then I touched it sometime after being like, is it is it okay? Can I touch this thing? Touch it and be like, I survived. You bet your ass I would probably strip down to my skivvies. Um, so McCall probably thinks that he was just like waving his big old David dick around. And David said unto McCall, I wasn't. <laughs> it was before the Lord, which probably isn't much better, which shows me before thy father, ah, fuck you, before all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel. Therefore, I will play before the Lord. Wow. What like just beat her down with that comment of like, hey, <laughs> well, he's just going to lay it out there. It was before the Lord, which shows me before thy father. So already he's just like, it was before God. Oh, wasn't. And then just insult dad, right? Father-in-law, who did try to kill him most of the time. Uh, and before all his house, who just keeps digging her deeper. And by the way, I'm ruler of the people. Just throwing that out there. So... If he's already pleased with me, I should probably take joy in that particular fact. Okay. And I will be more, uh, and he says more, and I will be more vile than thus, and will be base in mine own sight, and of the maidservants which thou hast spoken of, of them shall I be had an honor. Hmm. All right. Uh, so it seems. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I will be more vile than thus, and I and will be base in mine own sight. Uh, and of the ha and the maidservants which thou hast spoken of, of them shall I be had in honor. I'm thinking he he uh, he basically means being like, look, like I did this, and I'll do it in more base, crazy ways uh, than ever, like than you can possibly think of and of those maidservants that may or may not have been watching me like if they wanted any piece of what I was waving around uh we're, I'll take each and every one of them honorably be, because clearly you're throwing this shit in my face and he already has like four or five wives right so I suppose in this particular world it doesn't really matter being like I'll take all of the maidservants uh, so, but let's be totally sure so let's look up the from biblehub.com uh, the New International Version says, I will become even more undignified than this, and I, will be humili uh, and I will be humiliated in my own eyes. But by these slave girls you spoke of, I will be held in honor. Uh, okay, I have read a little far into it in different translations. Um, 
Yes, I am willing to look even more foolish than this, even to be humiliated in my own eyes. But those servant girls you mentioned will indeed think I am distinguished. And I went a little far with it. But from the translation I had, you can kind of understand where I'm at with this. Um, so there you go. Being like, no matter how this looks, the maidservants are going to be like, ah, oh, look at that guy. Uh, finally, anyway, last verse on this chapter. Therefore, Michal, the daughter of Saul, had no child unto the day of her death which probably is a lot of shade unto her um, and and what she is about because it was just like, oh, she didn't bear anybody um, and probably because she just couldn't lay with a guy who kind of inadvertently killed her entire family. You know? You know? <laughs> uh, despite the husband part, and I know if you're following along that it was very much like mm, property and what have you. Very terrible. Um, <laughs> but you can't really forget something like that, can you? But then again, I can kind of throw like, Mikal, what are you trying to do? And didn't they like separate at some point or am I thinking of some other girl? I don't know. I might be mixing this up. Anyway, uh, moving on to chapter seven. And it came to pass when the king sat in his house and the Lord had given him rest round about from all his enemies. Awesome. The king said unto Nathan the prophet, See now, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwelleth within curtains. All right, interesting. And Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that it is in thine heart, for the Lord is with thee. Is David thinking on building a temple? And it came to pass that night that the word of the Lord came unto Nathan, saying, Go and tell my servant David, thus saith the Lord, Shalt thou build me a house for me to dwell in? Oh, it's a question mark. Should do you tell him to build a fucking house? Whereas I have not dwelt in any house since the time that I brought up the children of Israel out of Egypt, even to this day, but have walked in a tent and in a tabernacle. In all the places wherein I have walked with all the children of Israel, spake I a word with any of the tribes of Israel, whom I commanded to feed my people Israel, saying, Why build ye not why build ye not me an house of cedar? Uh, I'm gonna have to look that one up, because I'm a little lost on that one. Why did you not do it? Like, or why would you build me one? Um, because I can kind of see that being like, hey, it's worked so good so far with the, you know, mobile tabernacle kind of thing. Um, but why, why oh why are we messing with a good thing? Um, that's how I'm imagining I'm reading it. Um, let's see. The other versions say, Whenever I have moved with all the Israelites, did I ever say to any of the rulers whom I commanded to shepherd my people of Israel, why have you not built me a house of cedar? All right, fair enough. Like, pff, I'm God. If I want something, I'll demand it. And so far, I have not demanded anything beyond the tabernacle and the moving shit, the moving tent posts and what have you. Now therefore, so shalt thou say unto my servant David, thus saith the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheep coat, uh, from following the sheep to be ruler over my people, over Israel. And I was with thee with so, whithersoever thou wentest, and have cut off all thine enemies out of thy sight, and have made thee a great name, like unto the name of the great men that are in the earth. Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, that they may dwell in a place of their own. Even though Canaan was supposed to be that, I'm clearly moving it. And move no more. Mm, also, that promise was made, and now, mm, where are we? 
Neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them any more as before time, and as since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel, and have caused thee to rest from all thine enemies, also the Lord telleth thee that he will make thee an house. Uh, seems like God's like, I'm gonna make this fucking thing. Just keep the mobile thing going. And when thy days be fulfilled, and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, you, I, oh, probably that means death, and I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, ew, and I will establish his kingdom. There are better ways to say you're going to, you know, have many children. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. So until a time that I tell you, don't make a permanent spot. Uh, I will be his father, and he shall be my son. Ooh. Okay, this is foreshadowing the eventual New Testament, I'm assuming. If he commit iniquity, I will chasten him with a rod of men, and with the stripes of the children of men. Ugh. But my mercy shall not depart away from him, as I took it from Saul, whom I put away before thee. But we did kind of appoint him, but you pointed him, but then you wanted this guy. You've kind of flip-flopped. And thine house and thy kingdom shall be established forever before thee. Thy throne shall be established forever. Boy, I hope so. According to all these words, and according to all this vision, so did Nathan speak to David. Uh, unto David. All right, am I the only one who remembers that God did seem to talk about, like, you'll be in Canaan, and it'll be great forever, and then Canaan really didn't work out for a while, and God was very unhappy for a long time, and then they were, you know... Slaves by the Philistines, and then not slaves by the Philistines. Then slaves by the Philistines, and then not slaves by the Philistines. And then we fucked up the Philistines, and then we didn't fuck up the Philistines. And the Philistines were all killed except for this bunch of Philistines that took David, and so on. And it... I'm beginning not to... I wouldn't trust this guy. Even though we have the Ark, and he's talking to this dude, I hope. Anyway, uh... He said it all to David, and went King David in. And sat before the Lord, and he said, Who am I, O Lord God, and what is my house that thou hast brought me hitherto? A fair question. And this was yet a small thing in thy sight, O Lord God, but thou hast spoken also of thy servant's house for a great while to come. And is this the manner of man, O Lord God? And what can David say more unto thee? For thou, Lord God, knowest thy servant. For thy words... Whoops, whoops, whoops. For thy words' sake, and according to thine own heart... Uh, hast thou done all these great things to make thy servant know them? Yes, I would assume yes. Wherefore thou art great, O Lord God, uh, for, there, uh, for there is none like thee, neither is there any God beside thee, according to all that we have heard with our ears. And what one nation in the earth is like thy people, even like Israel, whom God went to redeem for a people to himself, and to make him a name, and to do for you great things and terrible for thy land before thy people, which thou redeemest to thee from Egypt, from the nations and their gods. I mean, he just wants, it sounds like David just wants some damn clarification. Like, where are we going? What are we doing? And how do we make this stuff happen? Because all these fucking vagaries are, got a lot of people in fucking trouble, and that's not a good thing. Um, for thou hast confirmed to thyself thy people Israel to be a people unto thee forever, and thou, Lord, art become their God. And now, Lord, uh, God, the word that thou hast spoken concerning thy servant and concerning his house, establish it forever, and do as thou hast said. 
and let thy name be magnified forever, saying, The Lord of hosts is the God over Israel, and let the house of thy servant David be established before thee. For thou, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, hast revealed to thy servant, saying, I will build thee a house. Therefore hath thy servant found in his heart to pray this prayer unto thee, because I got some motherfucking questions. And now, O Lord God, thou art that God. <laughs> You're lawyering again. And thy words be true, and thou hast promised this goodness unto thy servant. All right, so he's just laying it all fucking out there, being like, can you put this into fucking, like, longitudes and latitudes, dotting eyes, etc., etc. Therefore, now let it please thee to bless the house of thy servant, that it may continue forever before thee, for thou, O Lord God, hast spoken it. And with thy blessing, let the house of thy servant be blessed forever. All right, so David just is basically asking for a lengthy bit of clarification um, for what's going on. Hey, this episode turned out to be pretty uh, pretty good in length. Um, thank you so much for listening to this particular podcast. I'm Johnny Waters. Uh, and again, everything you need to find to find me is in the sh- uh, show notes. And um, thank you so much for listening to the Gospel According to Stupid. I'm Stupid, and you've been gospel to by the Stupid.